This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, hey, it's alright, good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, July the 25th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the latest breaking news in the world of professional wrestling from all your favorite promotions, whether that's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. Headlines is a free podcast anywhere you find your podcasts. It's a daily podcast that is available, much like our other programs, completely free of charge. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get into the headlines. E-Wrestling News is reporting in this hour, Ryan Clark on some possible spoilers on names that are backstage at Raw right now. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, Jeff Jarrett, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch are backstage at Raw. It has already been announced that McIntyre and Sheamus will be competing in a shillelagh match that will be happening on SmackDown. The winner will receive an undisputed WWE Universal Championship match at Clash at the Castle Pay-Per-View, which will be happening this coming September. Jeff Jarrett, who serves as WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events, is scheduled to be at the Special Guest Referee for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match that is scheduled to happen at SummerSlam. With more information on these possible spoilers, follow Ryan Clark as he will have more information on eWrestling News. AEW is making news today. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. AEW announces their return to Philadelphia, and here are some of the details. All Elite Wrestling will be returning to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania this coming September. Now on Monday, the company took to Twitter to announce that they'll be coming to the LaCrocious Center in the city of Brotherly Love on September the 28th. This will be a live dynamite and a rampage taping. Tickets for this event will go on sale this upcoming Friday. With more information on those ticket sales, continue to follow Ryan Clark as he will give you more information. More news on Logan Paul, Rey Mysterio, The Miz, Xavier Woods, and so many more superstars. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. WWEshop.com is selling a new Rey Mysterio 20th anniversary shirt. Now the YouTube sensation and WWE superstar Logan Paul is featured in the latest Tinder in real life video from Seedman. In this video, which will you can see online, the WWE signing has a pickup line to get women to swipe right. Now you can check out the latest edition of the WWE playlist as well, as it has Logan Paul and Mrs. Road to their clash coming up at SummerSlam. For more information on all this, continue following Ryan Clark as he will have more information on e-wrestling news. Matt Hardy is making news at this hour. Matt Hardy reveals how the Bullet Club finally got Vince McMahon's attention. John Fuentes is writing at this hour. Former WWE and current AEW wrestler Matt Hardy recently took to his podcast, The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, to discuss several professional wrestling topics. Now, according to Hardy, Vince McMahon took interest in the Bullet Club during the faction's peak many years ago, and this is what he said in a quote. When this Bullet Club phenomenon was happening and they were selling all of that merchandise, I mean, obviously, it was on Vince's radar. There was one point where Vince had said, all these shirts, they keep showing up at our shows. These Bullet Club shirts, who are these people? Who are these people? Who are they from? This is a real hot act. Are they from New Japan? Sometimes they come over and do Ring of Honor stuff as well, Vince said. I want them. I want them all. He got a lot of the Bullet Club, but he didn't end up getting all of them, Hardy would go on to say. For more information on Vince McMahon's reaction to the Bullet Club in its heyday, John Fuentes has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Rey Mysterio is making news, as many have reported. It is the 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio entering the WWE. Rey Mysterio is making headlines, and as he reflects on his 20 years in WWE. Longtime WWE star Rey Mysterio was recently interviewed by Ariel Helwani where he was talking about his career in WWE. It felt like it was there in the blink of an eye, man. It was 2002. I kicked off my career with WWE. Before that, I had been working hard since 1989, roughly about 32 years that I have been in the business. Now, everything that led up to him eventually coming to WWE, Mysterio would say the following. I remember everything leading up to that day, which actually got me really excited. First, you have to remember that WWE WWE never had superstars that were my size, my stature, so it was hard to see a Rey Mysterio actually fitting into WWE. If I can recall, the only one before me was probably Spike Dudley, leading me to sign a contract with him. I had just heard that Vince wasn't about signing little guys, so once I signed, I was like, yep, I'm here now. I just can't wait to make my appearance and show him what I can do. Now, when Vince McMahon giving him a chance, Rey would also go on to say, I think he had trust in what I was doing and what I could bring to the table in the world that that was all surrounding me. Like Bruce Pritchard and the Heymans, they said there was something special about me. On the top of that, I truly believe that the mask was marketable from the get-go, and they did it the right way because WCW never did. Now, if you'd like to hear more about what Rey Mysterio had to say with Ariel Helwani, go ahead and check out the interview that is online right now, and continue following John Fuentes, as he will have more information on this. WWE SmackDown headlines. Now, last week's episode of SmackDown brought in 2.2 million viewers on Fox. This is up from the two million that they saw a week ago. WWE SmackDown pulled in a .62 rating in the 18-49 to 49 demo, which is up from its .47 a week ago. Now, this was the best key demo rating since January. Brandon Thurston of Wrestling Noms reported these numbers. Now, the show featured Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey face 
to face Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser, and Brock Lesnar made an appearance as well. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News and Brandon Thurston regarding all the ratings when it comes to WWE SmackDown. AEW Rampage ratings are in as well from this past Friday night. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage pulled in 428,000 viewers, and the show did a .17 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo. The previous week did 435,000 viewers with a .14 rating in the 18 to 49. The show ranked number six on cable for that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. The episode featured Christopher Daniels versus Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin, Hangman Page and John Silver versus The Butcher and the Blade, and Max Caster and Austin Gunn in a rap battle. For more information on the ratings, continue to follow eWrestling News as they will have more information. Another big news happening in the world of WWE. Ryan Clark is writing at this hour that WWE stock continues to rise. WWE stock continues to rise this afternoon. It has now hit $71.52 a share, up 7.9% from its opening price of $69.81. Now, at one point earlier today, the stock hit $72.12, and it closed at $66.21 this past Friday. Final two episodes of Ms. and Mrs. season will be airing tonight on the USA Network following Raw. Now, at 11 p.m., the It family heads to Big Bear. Mike takes on the opportunity to get Maurice back in ring shape. Then at 11.30, the It couple makes her triumphant return to the Royal Rumble with a new move that Mike is worried about. For more information on all this, continue to follow Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News as they will have more information on Ms. and Mrs. AEW star Dax Harwood is making news today. Many know Dax Harwood is one half of the very popular and successful tag team FTR. Now, Ryan Clark is writing at this hour. During the post-Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor media scrum on Saturday night, FTR Dax Harwood told a story about a new voicemail Sting left him thanking FTR for a match they had had with him and Darby Allen on Dynamite previously back in 2021. He said this, So we had the match at Arthur Ashe. I was on vacation with my family. I got a call from Sting, but I was out on the beach. I came back up and saw my phone and I listened to a three-minute voicemail from Sting. I still have it saved on my phone. He said, Hey, I can't thank you enough. You guys went out of your way to make sure that I looked as good as possible. He said, I was afraid that I would embarrass myself. And then I got on Twitter and I read the results and the reviews and found out people still love me. In my mind, I'm like, you're Sting. Of course, they're still going to love you. But then you have doubt. And those things are definitely real. The greatest tag team of all time. My hero. And from what I remember as a kid, I will keep that voicemail forever with me, Dak said. He took time out of his day to call me and say, hey, you're the best. You guys are the best I've ever been in the ring with. Thank you so much for that. If you'd like to hear more about what the voicemail from Sting to Dax Harwood was, continue following E-Wrestling News, and Ryan Clark has that story right now. Eddie Kingston is making news today. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour. Eddie Kingston says that he's not a locker room leader. All Elite Wrestling star Eddie Kingston was recently interviewed by TV Insider to discuss several professional wrestling topics, including not wanting to be a locker room leader and the atmosphere in the company changing since AEW first started. Now, if he considers himself a locker room leader, this is what he had to say. No, I don't want to be a locker room leader. I just want to do my job. That's what I love about our locker room. It has so many people in our locker room who just want to do their job and do it correctly. You always have locker room drama, but it's usually stomped out because a locker room is filled with pros. We have enough pros. 
where everything is set straight. I'm not a locker room leader. I'm just the loudest one. I'm not a leader. I'm just a big mouth. So if I have a problem with someone or something, guess what? Everyone will hear about it. Now, on how the company's atmosphere has changed since he first joined AEW, he said, It's getting bigger. Competition is getting bigger. So we have to step up. Either you're forced to do it or you get left behind. That's any business, though, or any sport or any form of entertainment. If you don't step up your game, then someone else is going to come along. Then you're going to fall back. Then it's no one's fault but yours. If you'd like to find out more about what he had to say in his interview, John Fuentes has all of this trending right now over on eWrestling News. Bianca Belair is making news today. Bianca Belair makes a statement saying, It's the greatest time to be a woman in WWE. During a recent interview with Newsday to promote SummerSlam, WWE Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair revealed why she believes it's great time to be a woman in WWE. Now, this is what she had to say in a quote. I feel like I'm in WWE during an amazing time when women are really at the forefront of just not the future, but the present. Women are main eventing on a weekly basis on Raw and SmackDown. We're main eventing premium live events. We're main eventing and stealing the shows at WrestleMania. Most of the women in WWE are trending on a weekly basis. So I'm just here at an amazing time, and I'm blessed and fortunate to be the Raw Women's Champion and to be able to face the women's, be the face of the women's division on side of Raw. It's really a great time to be a woman inside of WWE. Now, on how the loss to Becky Lynch at last year's SummerSlam affected her career, she would go on to say, I really feel like SummerSlam last year actually propelled me forward in my own mind and also the WWE universe. Sometimes you have to have setbacks, and a lot of people are scared when they happen, like maybe this is the end of Bianca Belair. But for me, it's just one more thing to drive me to determine to crawl back to get to the top because it's hard to get to the top, but it's even harder to stay at the top. It also propelled me forward with the WWE Universe. There was a lot of support backing me last year at SummerSlam. I felt like my journey became something that wasn't just about me. I felt like it was about the fans and the emotions that came out of them at SummerSlam. There was really a connection to my journey to get back to the top, and now it's come full circle. Me going against Becky Lynch at SummerSlam now this year, it's really going to be something to write about in my final chapter of my comeback story. If you'd like to hear more about what Bianca Belair had to say about her journey and what it means culminating in this year's SummerSlam, continue following eWrestling News as they will have more information. Kevin Nash is making news right now. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour. Kevin Nash calls AEW dated and he praised several wrestlers. WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash recently took to his podcast, The Click This, to discuss several professional wrestling topics, including his thoughts on All Elite Wrestling. Now, here's his thoughts on All Elite Wrestling. It seems dated. It has a very WCW Thunder feel when I watch it. I watched Chris Jericho on that, and I've always thought Chris was a great performer. I thought they brought in Punk. I really like the fact that they brought in a guy like Phil to work with him. Phil gave 80% of that match, too. Phil made everybody look good he's a professional and i like his style now both of those guys have old school style but i'll tell you right now orange Cassidy, that's my boy i know that corny and those other guys don't like that shit wardlow is a good guy he's a good body he had a great match with orange to start off the show i'm like wow this is going to eat orange Cassidy alive but lo and behold that dude gets it he let him get his kicks in and everything they ended up having a really good competitive match. Of course, Wardlow did beat him. He had to have. I knew that people like Cornette were going to say, this is BS. But nowadays, that's just the way it is. 
Now, if you'd like to hear more about what Kevin Ash had to say and the comparisons to WCW Thunder, John Fuentes has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Britt Baker is making news right now. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Britt Baker says Paige is her dream opponent, and Paige responds. During a recent interview with Sports Key to AEW wrestler Britt Baker, DMD, gave some high praise to Paige, calling her a dream opponent. Now this is what she had to say. I'm a huge fan of Paige. I love her. I love her mom. I've wrestled her mom before, actually. She's such an inspirational female. That girl has gone through so much, and she still is, pardon my swearing, she's still a badass, and she has everything. She has so much energy. You just got to go with her. And you know what I'm saying? She holds her head high in a wrestling ring, and I want to be along that ringside along with her, watching all of her energy. I mean, I would come out and do a sideways kick up the ramp, and it got me so excited. I used to play her entrance music in my car. So, yes, to say I'm a fan of Paige is an understatement. Now Paige responded and said, sign me up. I love me some Britt Baker. With more information on these two ladies, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Eric Bischoff is making news at this hour. John Fuentes is writing, Former WCW President Eric Bischoff took to his 83-week podcast to discuss several professional wrestling topics, including Vince McMahon announcing his retirement from WWE last Friday. Now, also, his thoughts on Stephanie McMahon becoming the CEO. Here's my experience with Stephanie, Bischoff would say. There could not be a better CEO or co-CEO of the company than Stephanie. She is amazing. I didn't work with her directly every day, but I did work with her. I went to meetings with her. I was involved in discussions with her and our team. She's a star. She's also, I think, very much like her father in the way that I don't care what you did yesterday or what you said to me yesterday. What can you do for my business today? She could give two shits about what you said about her through the internet several years ago. What can you do for my business now? Do you still have some level of integrity? If you have something to offer us and you have the integrity, then she trusts that you're going to be fine. Now, Bischoff also comments on the Vince McMahon story when him he was retired. When I was competing against Vince McMahon, here's the truth. I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do all the crap that we created during the Monday Night Wars. The opportunity for me to step into that moment and do things and working with everyone that was lined up for me to go head-to-head with Vince McMahon. That would have never happened had it not been for the vision and the footprint that Vince created. AEW, WCW, none of that would have existed had Vince McMahon not proven beyond a shadow of a doubt in a way that the Crockett's couldn't do, Vern Gagne couldn't do, none of the other regional promoters had the wild dream to go ahead and do. He had the vision to take wrestling from what it was and turned it into something that it is today. Everybody tried and said, what if I do this? What if I do that? But Vince didn't what if, he just did it. If Vince McMahon hadn't have done it, Ted Turner Broadcasting wouldn't have been interested in competing with him and created a show. Not wrestling, not anything else. And AEW also would have never gotten the opportunity. So all roads, no matter what you enjoy, all read back to Vince McMahon. If you'd like to find out more about what he had to say about Vince, continue following John Fuentes as he has more of this trending right now over on eWrestling News. You, Wheeler Yuta is making news at this hour. Wheeler Yuta discusses a possible match with the Blackpool Combat Club and FTR. 
Now, Ryan Clark is writing, During the post-Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor media scrum, the Blackpool Combat Club's Wheeler Yuta gave some high praise to Dax and Cash of FTR. He commented on a possible match between the Blackpool Combat Club and FTR in the future. Here is what Wheeler had to say. FTR, in my opinion, is the best tag team in the world, but there's a reason that they have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. But we have the Ring of Honor World Championship. We have the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Claudia and I have never tagged, so who's to say that you are the best tag team in the world? Now, with more information on this potential matchup between the two parties, continue following Ryan Clark, and he will give you more. Tony Khan is making news today. Tony Khan sees Ring of Honor as a developmental brand for AEW? Now, during his post-Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor media scrum on Saturday night, AEW President Tony Khan was asked about whether his purchase of Ring of Honor was used to be for a separate promotion or a developmental brand for All Elite Wrestling. Additionally, Khan revealed that he had originally planned to have Claudio Castanelli debut at Death Before Dishonor, but those plans wound up changing when Brian Danielson got injured. Now, here are some of the highlights of what was said. On buying Ring of Honor and if Ring of Honor is going to be used as developmental. It happened really quickly. I had the opportunity to make a good decision one day. Take it or leave it. They were going to sell, the obvious, the highest seller. And I thought for many reasons, for us, it would be the right move. It worked out so great as a business move for everyone involved. I don't see Ring of Honor as a developmental for AEW at all. In fact, I see AEW Dark as developmental for AEW. Now on the original plan for Claudio Castanoli. Khan would go on to say the following, Originally my vision was when we spoke for Claudio to come back at Ring of Honor and debut as a mystery wrestler. I think there would have been a lot of anticipation for who it was going to be, but I also think that it would have been a great delivery too. I honestly think that the fans had gotten drawn in to the possibility of who it could be and wishing and hoping it would be Claudio. And I believe he was the best free agent out there and that was available right now. I also knew that when we spoke, there was a possibility he could come in as a replacement for, for Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. And it ended up turning out that way. Now, for more information on everything that happened with Death Before Dishonor and the media scrum, continue following Ryan Clark as he will give you all the comments that Tony Khan had to say Saturday night. Brian Cage is making news. Brian Cage discusses receiving heat in AEW over his wife's comments. During a virtual signing at KNS WrestleFest, AEW star Brian Cage commented on receiving a ton of heat when his wife, Melissa Santos, took to Twitter earlier this year to rant about her husband being underutilized in AEW. Now on the heat he got with people backstage. I've retweeted and favorited plenty of things that plenty of my fans have said about me, and why wouldn't I? They're supporting me. Regardless if someone agrees with me or not, it's someone's opinion and it's positive for me. Why would it be against that? The fact that it's my wife, obviously she's going to have a biased opinion, but I feel like that's why. What's wrong with what she said? It's from certain people backstage, and I'm looking at the camera like I'm looking at them, and they're like, they're pointing and they thought that somehow I wanted to bring heat on me intentionally. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but certain individuals made it a big deal. That's where they hang their hat on. There's more to it, but I'm not that kind of person. Certain individuals I know and certain individuals, just that's how they operate. I don't have heat with any of them. I show up, I go to the gym, I eat, I want to have my best match possible, and then I go home. I don't hang out, I don't party, I don't drink. Pretty simple. Easy guy, easy go. That's the way people should be. 
If you'd like to find out more about what Brian Cage had to say about the backlash that he had received from people inside AEW regarding his wife's comments, follow E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. HBO is making news at this hour. Upcoming HBO Real Sports story about Vince McMahon is said to be damning. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. When Vince McMahon resigned from WWE last Friday, it led to speculation about what might be happening next for Vince McMahon after he previously indicated he had no plans of stepping down. Now, as previously reported, more mainstream media articles are coming out as several outlets have rushed to the former WWE talent. On today's Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez said he heard rumors about another Wall Street Journal that may be coming out. He would go on to say this, I will say that there are rumors that HBO Real Sports story on Vince McMahon is one person used the term damning, and there might be another Wall Street Journal article coming out this week. They may have gotten ahead of things with the resignation on Friday. Now, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan have been named co-CEOs, while Triple H has been head of creative now. With more information on all this, continue following Ryan Clark and following E-Wrestling News, as they will have more information on this. Chris Jericho is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark is writing in on E-Wrestling News. Chris Jericho reveals how Vince McMahon retirement has affected AEW. During a recent interview with Cinema Blend, AEW star Chris Jericho commented on the news of Vince McMahon's retirement from WWE and how it might affect All Elite Wrestling and so much more. Now, on Vince's retirement specifically, Jericho had this to say, The thing is, for me, I haven't worked in the WWE since 2017, and I did work there almost 20 years. I loved working with Vince. I learned a lot from him. And you know, he had a great run. And then stepping back is, well, probably for the best for him, even from a physical standpoint, because he runs himself so ragged from the workload that he puts on himself. Now, how the big news of Vince McMahon retiring might affect AEW. Jericho would go on to say this, I think one of the best things that we've done as a company is obviously... We know WWE exists, and obviously they know that we're out there as well. And they also see us 1,000% as competition. But we don't really worry about what's going on in their world. We're much concerned about our own shows, sharing the best and putting on the best shows we can, and improving everything we can, telling the best stories we can. So, to tell me, they're kind of a ship on their own, and we're pretty much on our own as well. I mean, like I said, I care, but I really don't worry so much about how it affects us anyway. We'll see. I don't know if anything will ever be, or there will ever be a WWE AEW crossover pay-per-view, but stranger things have happened, so we'll just have to wait and see. For more information on what Jericho had to say, continue following E-Wrestling News, as more information will be forthcoming. Medusa is making headlines. Medusa, also known as Alundra Blaze, give thanks to Vince McMahon for helping out women's wrestling. Following the news of Vince McMahon's retirement from WWE on Friday, WWE Hall of Famer Medusa, also known as Alundra Blaze, took to Twitter to thank the former WWE CEO and chairman for having a big role in the rise of women's wrestling. Here's what she wrote. Thank you, Ed Vince McMahon, for the opportunities with a movement that changed the trajectory for women's wrestling years to come, wishing you a badass retirement. With more information on that, continue following Ryan Clark, and he will have more information. AEW files two new trademarks for the Blackpool Combat Club. Ryan Clark is writing at this hour. On July the 20th, AEW filed two trademarks related to the Blackpool Combat Club. One of those is for an official logo design. The mark consists of the word Blackpool. Above the words is Combat Club, with the words Combat Club displayed within brackets. 
Now, if you'd like to find out more about this, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Jonathan Gresham is making news. Ryan Clark is writing at this hour. Jonathan Gresham discusses black stereotypes in wrestling. Now, during a recent appearance on Wrestle Pursuits podcast, Jonathan Gresham commented on some fans and promoters believing a black wrestler needs a gimmick, the incorrect takes on his height, and so much more. Now, on why he thinks that some people think wrestlers who are black need to have gimmicks. It bothers me that you can have a white guy, number one, with no character, but then you got a black guy, oh, and he needs a character. But why? Why can't he just be a good wrestler? You've got to be so much more than these other guys that are world champions. Not everyone deserves to have a character. If he's good on the mic, sure. But if he doesn't do anything other than wrist locks and hammer locks and some kicks. But black guys, they do things in the ring. And all of a sudden, they need a character? All this extra stuff is just something I don't get. Now, on his height and physicalness in wrestling. It's really interesting, he said. I got out of really interacting with the fans a few years back because I realized that they just wanted just to spew hate and they believe that the gospel, that you need to be a certain height and whatnot. The stats on Wikipedia, they take everything as just the gospel. But the thing is, it's Wikipedia. That could have been made years ago. And then since then, of course, a person's probably didn't grow in height and changed. Also me, I've never been embarrassed about my size. So when wrestling promoters are like, what's your height? And I say 5'4". And they're like, you want me to say you're 5'7"? I'm like, no, just say that I'm 5'4". People are going to stand next to me, and they're going to freak out at the show. Jim Ross is commenting right now on AEW and WWE. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Jim Ross's WWE return to Ross TV 14. He goes and says, I hope it does well for them. WWE is changing its programming from a PG product they've had for many years back to a TV 14 rating. Both Raw and SmackDown are now listed as TV 14 on Hulu, and the upcoming SummerSlam pay-per-view is being listed the same as it is on Peacock. Now, on his latest episode of Grilling JR Podcast, Jim Ross gave his thoughts on WWE ditching the PG era. The more people that watch Raw and SmackDown, believe it or not, helps AEW, generating an interest in pro wrestling on any platform. That's what the old saying is, right? High tides, all ships? I think that is what the scenario is. I hope it does well for them. For more information on what Jim Ross thinks about WWE changing what their direction has been for so many years, continue following eWrestling News and there will be more information. Bruce Pritchard is making headlines right now. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. WWE announced today that Triple H will now be head of creative, in addition to being the executive vice president of talent relations. Now, there's also a lot of speculation on where does Bruce Pritchard fit in all of this going forward. Now, he will no longer be head of talent relations, and he will no longer be uh, the head of the creative team. Now, Fightful reports that WWE has confirmed Pritchard is still with WWE and will be working as a part of the creative team moving forward. For more information on this, continue following Andrew Ravens as he will have more information on this story. WWE backstage reaction to Triple H returning to being head of creative. Triple H was named EVP of Talent Relations following Vince McMahon's announcement of his retirement on Friday. Then on Monday, WWE officially named Triple H the head of creative. Fightful Select reports that the reaction from talent to the news has generally been followed by excitement. There have been some concern among talent when Bruce Pritchard was heading up creative and as the interim head of talent relations. 
One source of USA Network specifically said, this is an exciting change. As previously reported on eWrestling News, the USA Network pushed to make WWE a TV-14 show going forward. Since then, Raw and SmackDown have now been listed as a TV-14 product, and SummerSlam will also have the same. For more information on the big news with Triple H and how that affects the USA Network, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Now, Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour a report come out that Vince McMahon was extremely frustrated with Shane earlier this year. Now, some of you may recall the incident that took place between Vince and Shane at the 2022 WWE Royal Rumble event, which resulted in him being sent home by his father. Now, those unaware of what went down, Shane McMahon was let go for what was described as unprofessional behavior while he was helping to produce the men's Royal Rumble match. At the time, multiple sources reported that Shane wanted to enter the men's Royal Rumble in a way that gave him the spotlight. One source said that Shane insisted that he was highlighted during the bout and made a big fuss about it backstage. Now, this rubbed Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar, and many others the wrong way. Now, according to a new report from Fightful, it was Vince McMahon who previously and personally decided to remove Shane of any involvement with WWE after the pay-per-view event was over. One source even went as far as saying Vince was extreme justified by his level of his frustration with his son at that point. At one point, Vince directly told someone in his inner circle that Shane, and I quote, would never get another pop in this company as long as I'm around. For more information, continue following Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News as they will continue to give more information on everything that's happening in the world of WWE. Thomas Lawson's right also at this hour, Paul Heyman could be reportedly in line for a major top WWE executive position. Paul Heyman could now have a new role backstage in WWE under Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan era. McMahon and Khan were announced as co-CEOs of WWE last week in the wake of Vince McMahon's retirement. Now, during the latest Pro Wrestling Torch podcast, Wade Keller discussed a possible backstage role for Heyman, who previously served as WWE Executive Director of Monday Night Raw. In a quote, he said this, It seems to people that have seen Heyman and Stephanie get along. They're like, genuinely, there's chemistry, there's a dynamic between them, and it's very positive. And that was very different 15, 20 years ago. So Heyman is someone to watch. He's really, really smart and he is a wrestling guy. Heyman, considered to be one of the best minds in the wrestling industry, previously working as the head of creation and creative for WWE SmackDown in the early 2000s. With more information on this, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be reported. That's going to do it for headlines today for Monday, July the 25th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you everything in the world of professional wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, and all of the promotions, we give you a comprehensive detail of everything that's happening in wrestling. If you're heading to the gym, you're heading to the car, you're on a road trip, or you're just looking to kill a little time at the airport, Headlines is here to make sure that you get up to date with everything so you don't have to scour the web. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.